Stand by for The Dollar Doctors coming up next on KB Radio. While Willard and Peter warm up their computers, a reminder that for years, The Dollar Doctors have presented free, useful workshops describing their supply and demand approach to the market. Many have attended these strictly educational workshops and have learned about this methodology that's been around for a hundred years and works as well today as ever. The Dollar Doctors use this supply and demand method to help determine the probable future trend of any stock or mutual fund. Over the years, hundreds of attendees have used this method to better make unemotional decisions on when to buy and when to sell. You may be among those who, while listening to the Dollar Doctors, have watched the very charts they're discussing. The supply and demand method has many advantages, but one disadvantage, it does require vigilance and can be time-consuming if you really want to feel that you're on top of your assets. That's why over time, some of Willard and Peter's listeners have asked them to manage their investment portfolios as well as their 401ks. Saperston Asset Management now manages investments for several hundred clients who found it comforting to know that Saperston Asset Management is watching over their financial well-being and who feel a time-consuming burden's been lifted from their shoulders. If you've ever considered having Saperston Asset Management help you with your investment decisions, you can easily get full information with no obligation by calling Peter or Willard at 854-7541. They'll be glad to inform you of the many ways they can help. That phone number again, 716-854-7541 or call toll free at 800-879-7541. And now here are the Dollar Doctors. Good morning and welcome to the Dollar Doctor Show brought to you by Saperston Asset Management, securities offered through Brighton Securities out of Rochester, New York. Member FINRA, SIPC, registered with the MSRB and an RIA. I'm Peter Greco. Good morning, Peter. Happy New Year. David Brownstein, good to see you. Did you notice something? About you? No, the New Year's here. Does it feel any different? No. Well, it does because we didn't have to rush into the studio and get ready. I sort of like that. For us, it was different. It was a little too much quiet The show wasn't on before us. That's right. It was a little too much quiet time. Exactly. But other than that, you know, as I said to somebody last night, I said, well, it's a new year, but it is what it is. Another day. Well, that's because one of the two of us are old. Is that what it is? And Which one is that? I won't say. (laughs) It is Saturday, January 2nd, 2021. I'm I'm young at heart. Don't interrupt me. Unlike you. See? See how old you are? January 2nd, 2021. (laughs) I told you nothing's different. It's a new year. I was going to start the new year. I said, I'm going to be nice to you. And then I said, nah. (laughs) No way. All right. Very good. What what day is it? Uh, the second of January. There you go. I said it three times. You're not paying attention. All right. But it good. is ten oh four in the morning, and we always say that because the show is rebroadcast on this station, ESPN fifteen twenty AM, out of Buffalo, New York, at midnight. Unless there's a sporting event, then we'll be on after the sporting event. Also, the show is available every Saturday morning, live streaming from 10 to 11 a.m. If you go to our website, saperston.com, S-A-P-E-R-S-T-O-N.com, click on the Dollar Doctor tab that says live streaming, and you should be all set. Also at the website, all of our shows are archived, so if you miss a show, you want to replay a show, go to saperston.com. This time, the Dollar Doctor tab that says chat and archives, click on archives, and you'll be all set. Finally... Last but not least, every week there's a free economic report by Stone and McCarthy. For the first time, I agreed with everything they wrote. 
That's frightening. Well, it's because it wasn't there. There's nothing there. <laughs> okay. No, it was off. They're off. Yeah, for they're the, off for the week. Yeah. That's right. They'll be back next week. But oh, it is very comprehensive. Yeah. A lot of charts. Yeah, every easy week, to it, read. Yeah, and it's also you know it kind of covers <clears> some <throat> points they think were important in the economic news, and uh, you know they're economists. What do they know? But at any rate, uh, you know it's something to uh, consider because you may find it's like when I always talk about barons. You know, I don't look at them as the oracles or something. It's just that sometimes there's some interesting information in there that you never knew anything about. You it's know? always more interesting when you agree with it, though. When you agree with it? Well, everybody agrees with whatever their mind wants them to agree with, but that's beside the point. Hmm. It's very heavy. It is. And for if nobody calls, I'm really going to get heavy today. Okay. I, I'm all lined up for this one. All right. So right now, give us a call, 803-1520, toll-free, 800-879-7541. That's 803-1520 or 800-879-7541. Or if for some reason you don't want to call, you know, some people are shy, they don't want to be on the air, uh, it makes them nervous, like maybe public speaking, whatever, uh, you can go to our chat box at saperston.com. Click on the Dollar Doctor tab. This is Chat and Archives. Click on Chat. Click on Join the Chat. You can ask a question. Type in a symbol. And if you do type in a symbol, let us know what you're looking to do with it. So that's it. So anyway, okay, I was looking at, you know, I mentioned to somebody, uh, I've mentioned that, you know, sometimes history repeats. And uh, I I've heard that. I mentioned that W.D. Gann, 100-year cycle, and how, you know, it's uh, amazing that, it could be the Roaring Twenties again, mm -hmm. see? And interesting, on a website called investmentoffice.com, they said, are you ready for the bubble of the Twenties? And it says, if you look at the stock market over the past 350 years, you'll find that in each century, the Twenties have always enjoyed bull markets and equities. This was true for the 1720s, the 1820s, the 1920s. Here we are, the right. 2020s, so... One thing, uh, so, you know, certainly not statistically valid, you mm -hmm. know, for centuries, but it's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, they would all have been great times in the, in the 20s for the last, uh, you know, four centuries, so last three, and this would be the fourth. It's all relative, though. What? Relative to what? Well, it's all, everything is relative, those type of things. There's only a certain percentage of the population that was able to participate in that. So what does that mean? Well, you think about it. <laughs> what are you becoming a liberal? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just saying it wasn't boom times for everyone, Peter. It never is. Hmm. And in some situations, clarify, do your own it, research. It, it's people's own fault. As I've always said, you are where you are in life by the choices you made and the choices you didn't make. Hmm. All right. There are some people that need help because there's no way they can help themselves. You That's know? true. But there's a lot of people that could have helped themselves that didn't or they made bad choices, you know, or they didn't make choices at all. So there you go. So, so much for the philosophy. It was a good year last year. Actually, it was, uh, you know, a pretty decent week too. But anyway, uh, you know, the S&P closed up 16.26% and has gained just shy of 50% over the past two years. Then I didn't like this comment, which said it's the largest two-year gain since 1999. <laughs> yeah, well, so that, yeah. Bad memories. Yep. Uh, the Dow added, uh, you know, seven and a quarter points last year, so it lagged way behind. And NASDAQ was up 43.64%. 
And the Russell, which was really, I think, for three quarters down in the dumpster, ended up up 18.36%. So it actually ended up beating the S&P. So the small caps really came on strong mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the year. So we have to look at you know, what could lie ahead. Uh, there may be some big surprises coming up in the next two weeks. Politically, and, well, uh, Tuesday will be the well. Who knows if there'll be an answer? And I can't Tuesday. say anything on it because the government may be listening to me. So, okay. But uh, I had some interesting information come my way, and uh, could be very interesting the next two weeks. Hmm. But I'm at not, not at liberty to say. All right. Right we, now, give us a call eight zero three fifteen twenty toll free eight hundred eight seven nine seven five four one. That's eight zero three fifteen twenty toll free eight hundred eight seven nine seven five four one. And for you conspiracy theorists out there, which uh, which uh, I think has some validity, you know that bombing down in Tennessee, Nashville. Yes. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, and I say very highly, supposedly a suicide. Okay. Well, it may not have been. And the bottom line is, uh, how do you blow out 40 buildings or blow up, you know, destroy the fronts of 40 buildings? There's no crater in the street at all. How did that happen? Think about it. Well, (laughs) as a physics expert as I am, (laughs) I have no idea. Right. So anyway... So we will be looking for your calls. Anybody in the chat box, by the way? Yeah. Really? Well, uh, we'll go to Art in New Jersey. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. I sent my shy twin brother off uh, who put the chat on so that I get on the phone. Well, we appreciate that very much, believe me. (laughs) Okay, first of all, again, a happy new year to you fellas. And you. All the sappers and all the listeners, including uh, Bob the Dreamer, my friend. So... I know he's going to be listening today. Uh, first thing I had is I'm interested in is the Bank of America, BAC. Now, in Barron's, they announced that uh, the stress test has been uh, completed, and they re- figure they can resume their dividends and repurchases. Well, that, how, how do you think that will affect the B- Bank of America stock? Well, I mean, the financial sector's finally picked up. You know, it's, it's not flying, but it's certainly been, you know, one of the stronger sectors, I think, in the last three months or so. And, uh, you know, so you want to see your, your sector moving, and that's, that's, that's encouraging, so it's in a potential sector. Um, you know, looking at the stock, let me take a quick look at the chart. Yeah, close to $30.31. And its high was thirty five sixty seven. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, and, and the interesting thing is that, uh, you know, it, it's on a bullish chart pattern. It broke the downtrend. Uh, you know, after breaking the downtrend, you know, re, re, uh, retested that which you like to see, and it took off, and it just gave another buy signal in December. Take it for what it's worth. Based on the charting method, the price objective is 46, but obviously you got to take out that old high, as you mentioned, 3567. Right. And they uh, never eliminated their dividend. I don't know if you thought that's what happened, but they never well, eliminated it. In, fa- in fact, I just got the check for the dividends. Uh, it was $540 I got, you know, yeah. from Merrill Lynch because I'm holding the BOA mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the 200 days back at 25, the 50 days at 27. It's above both, so it's in a bullish position. If you're if you're a longer term investor, which are, you are, as long as you stay above about 25, uh, you should be okay. Right. 
So I'm going to hold in on that. I would, yeah. Yeah. Second item would be Comcast A, CMCSA. Now, it uh, it closed at uh, 52.40, which is very close to its high. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I saw 52.49 as the high, and I didn't know if there's anything going on with them. Well, I mean, the, the thing that's going on with them is they've, uh, you know, kind of reinvented their business. You know, they've, they've got, streaming. Yeah, they've gotten into the right areas, you know, and, uh, you know, that's a major breakout now this year. It's probably, I would assume, an all-time high. I, you know, it's I'm, close to a nine cents off. Okay, so that figure's pretty. Well, it's 52. I don't know about historically, you know. That's 52-week high is yeah. 52. I mean, is, is, yeah, is, is, you know, I don't have the uh, – you know, I could pull up the longer-term chart, but we'll – but anyway, uh, you know, very strong. That's a major, major breakout once it hit 48. Uh, once again, take it for what it's worth, you know, based on the charting method. Right. The target is 75, okay. And, uh, you know, in, in the 200 days at 43, so it closed at 52. Um, so once again, a longer-term investor, as long as it's above 43, uh, you know, you you wouldn't have to, you know, you can hold it and you reevaluate it only if it dropped below 43. You know. Right, right. That's great. Uh, third one is uh, NCR. Now that used to stand for National Cash Register. I right. think that's the code letters too for the stock, and uh, that closed at 37.57, and it's almost at. 3809, which is its 52 week. I was wondering what they're doing as far as. I have, I, new. fundamentally, I don't know what they're doing. Okay, how about technically? <laughs> technically, unbelievable chart. <laughs> you know, whatever they're into is obviously the right thing, you know. And, right. uh, you know, it, it had built this beautiful base for most of 2020, you know, between about, oh, say, 16, no, is it 16? Yeah, 16 and 22. And once it came out of there, it just flew out of there. And, uh, you know, it succeeded all its price objectives already. But but right now, uh, you know, it's way above its 200-day, you know, which is back at 21. So, you know, wouldn't be surprised to see consolidation pull back, you know, being that Mm -hmm. high above the uh, 200-day. But... uh, I would, you know, as long as it's continuing to show strength, I'd hang on to it right now. Yeah. I think you also pointed out some good information for one of the people in the chat box after me asking for uh, what sector is going to be looking good in 2021, uh, 2000 and, uh, yeah, 20, oh, what is it? Uh, this year. This year, 2021. Yeah, yeah Kevin uh, and Depew is asking for that, too, yeah. Pete. Good city, very nice it, city. It's always yeah. not the sector I'll mention. All right, because you never know. I mean, no. you, you know, you know. I wish I knew. You know, w- which sure. sector? I mean, in 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 the sector last or sectors or sectors, right? Right, you know. right. Look, uh, best poised. To that's perform. why you you can't really say until you see how the year begins. All right. Right, right. Because you don't yeah. know. You know, there was all sorts of game playing at the end of the year. People trying to protect their bonuses. Uh, a lot of profit taking in the big run up stocks. And, uh, you know, during that last week week or so, you know, uh, they were taking profits, you know, in, in some of these stocks in order to maintain their gains. And, you know, that affects their bonuses and so forth. Sure. So, uh, 
I remember, I think I even said, somebody asked me that. Well, I wouldn't buy the energy sector. Yeah, fine. You know, that thing lasts six months. I think it's almost outperformed everything, you know. Right, right. So I, uh, I, I would have to say, you know, let's see how the year begins and see where, where the money's going, you know. It may very well just be the same areas that people have been in, you know, all along. But um, so, uh, you know, I couldn't say right now. I wouldn't, wouldn't even try. Yeah. I notice on uh, some of these uh, new IPOs are going with the special purpose acquisition company. Are there any, what advantages do you see to the company and maybe to the Well, Barron's covered that, you know. Yeah, the, I was the, glancing the, at it. Yeah, no, no, the, it was very well covered, and I learned something, too. Number one, it allows everybody to get involved, you know, where an IPO, at least for the investor, you know, you right. have to be, you know, one of the favored few. You know, to, to, to be able to get the IPO, all right? So this allows everybody the first day of trading, you know, once the merge is done, you can go in and decide to do whatever you want to do, all right? Uh, it's, go right it, to the broker and, and order. Well, you, you, well just, just go buy the stock the first day of trading, you know, once the merger's yeah. done. Although people have bought the SPAC knowing the merger's coming, you know. Right. So they bought it ahead of time. So, it, you know, it kind of uh, helps the individual investor, no question about that, because they've been locked out before. Second of all, it's much easier for the company to do that, you know. Uh, you know, you don't have to go through all the hoops, the quiet periods, uh, the regulations. You don't have to pay the middleman, you know, so forth and so on. So there's benefits to the company, okay. And, and the company, believe it or not, is, is not selling stock, at that time, you know, like, right. like usually it's the company offering the stock. But what I didn't know, when I, and that's why I say it's always interesting reading these articles, is that the, recently they've allowed companies to sell their stock into the opening. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, so it's a benefit to the company. It's a benefit to the investor. Wonderful. Yep. All right, I'll let some other guys get on, some people. Look forward to hearing from them. And again, you guys, so and have a wonderful uh, beginning of the new year. I Thank hope you. So. Have a safe and healthy okay. one. <laughs> I know. Take, Take care. care. Right now, give us a call. 803-1520, toll-free 800-879-7541. And is there anything on the chat box there? We, uh, you poo-pooed it. I killed with, it? With the sectors, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the end of it. That was the only one. Huh? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I would have never guessed in a million years, you know, which sectors have been the strongest, would have been the strongest in the last six months, you know. And, it sort uh, of snuck up on you. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but, I mean, the way things are going, you know, you kind of you see a little bit of rotation, then everybody goes, oh, the rotation's begun, then all of a sudden it rotates back again, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, But, you know, if, if you look at a lot of the stocks that theoretically or have been out of favor, and, and to many make no sense because uh, – of the COVID and the restrictions like the restaurants and the uh, airlines and so forth. You know. mm -hmm. Those stocks off the bottoms have done very well. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't have bet that, you know. And, and, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's, um, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So look at it. Too. Oh, here was something very interesting, too. And this is, this is very good investment advice, okay? Uh, according to the ancient Greek legend, 
140 maxims were inscribed in and around the Temple of Apollo at Delphi. A maxim is a short statement usually expressing a rule of conduct or general truth. The most famous of these rules of conduct were the three entrance maxims inscribed on the forecourt of the temple. And as you'll see, thousands of years later, these fundamental concepts can still serve as a guide for your investing journey in your everyday life. The first Delphic entrance maxim is, know yourself. Okay. <laughs> Knowing yourself can mean many things, okay? But most of all, you have to believe in a behave under a, know how you're going to behave under a wide variety of possible future scenarios. You might tell yourself you're a long-term investor who can write out bad times without fear, but in reality, you're the kind of person who gets scared and sells everything when the stock market falls 10%. So most people really, even if they think they know themselves, can't behave properly, you know, when it really comes down to it. The second maxim is nothing in excess. <laughs> David's not enjoying this, but this is no, no, no. This, this is, this I'm is, lost. This, this yeah, is important information. It is it obviously, not, you know. Yeah. So you want to make fun of me? Fine. No, that's all right. Next up, we have the second. I said nothing in excess, you know, which is it doesn't mean, you know, uh, eat moderately, drink moderately, but it but it does, you know. But it also implies to investing, you know. Ne obviously, never bet a lot on any one thing. Diversify. Diversify, you know, and. Uh, it also means you must know your limitations in life and in, invest and in investing. Legendary investor Warren Buffett tells investors to stay inside their circle of confidence. He stated, know your circle of confidence and stick within it. The size of the circle is not important. Knowing the boundaries is vital. And finally, the third maxim is surety brings ruin. I love this. Surety means overconfidence. For in investors, this is likely the most toxic emotion of all. Wait several years and talk to anyone who's buying the shares of the FANG stocks today because they're certain no business will ever equal them for decades to come. I'll bet they'll be able to tell you all about how surety brought ruin, or maybe it won't work out that way. Maybe I'll be telling you that because I don't own these stocks, I don't claim to know the future, but I've seen this movie before and I know how it ends. There you go. And I remember, you know, back in 1999, 2000, you know, I remember there was the big future of technology. This is it. The big boom in technology is going to go on. You know, yeah, eventually it came back and did. But back then, that was kind of the end, you know, at that point in time. So, uh, Well, there's also somebody that said everything that could be invented has already been invented. And that was like in the 1920s. I forgot who and said And he was that, absolutely but. sure of it, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no question. So there's no, yeah, what we say in the show, you know, you're trying to forecast, trying to do, do investing on your own logic that seems logical doesn't work a lot, you know, when it really comes down to it, you know. And uh, that's why, you know, we're saying diversification, you have to, Diversify your bets as such, you know, and, and, you know, not be convinced that, you know, this is the uh, holy grail and this is what you all jump into, you know, yeah, right don't now. Don't bet the house on yeah, it. Right, yeah, right now it's working. And, uh, you know, so, and I think as someone else said a long time ago, it says, it's not what you don't know that hurts you, it's what you think you know that you don't know, all right? We are so philosophical. There you go. Today. So we'll be very philosophical while we're waiting for calls. 803 Please call. Toll free 800. David's tired of listening to me, so. <laughs>
No, no, no. And I just love hearing you. One, one thing I did love today, I always told people someday I'd like to add up all the money I put into Social Security, okay, Yeah. and then figure out how much I get back from it. And this person, uh, Jeff Clark, a very good, very good guy, and uh, he said, I just received my statement, and the math doesn't make sense. The actuarial tables say I'm likely to live until 84 years old, so if I pay into the system until I'm 62 and start taking Social Security, I'll have 22 years of payments, assuming I live to 84, at 1400 a month. That's a total of 264 payments, a total payout of $369,600. That's more than 41000 less than what I paid into the system. No interest, no capital gains, never mind inflation and a drop in the value of the dollar. The Social Security Administration is stealing $41,000 from me. Hmm. What was was he at the highest income all the time? I don't know, but you know, but okay. but, but but no, I can guarantee you, and you know, I bet you if you figured it out, you'd find the same thing. Don't forget the co- the companies are matching you. He didn't even, you know, I think uh, you know if he was working for himself, I don't know, you know, but the company matches you too if you add all that in. Right. It's, well, that goes to the government, though. Yeah, yeah, but he's saying that, that, that this is uh, worse than Bernie Madoff, <laughs> and it is. It's a Ponzi scheme. Anyway. We're going to go next to Vic in Amherst. Good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good morning. Okay. Happy New Year. Hey, what, what, what's your guys' favorite sector going into 2021? Oh, Jesus. He does it again. Yeah. I have no idea. What do you mean? All, all you investment advisors got opinions. No. That's what you guys do. Well, that's what I don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. Okay. No, what because, you, because like I told you, somebody asked me that a few months ago. And, and I said, I can tell you definitely what to stay away from is energy. And that was the strongest sector in the last uh, three or six months. But you're, you're the guy on the show every uh, every week. You're talking about buying a $2. You, you, you bought, but traded $2 stocks. You don't have an opinion on a on a, on a iShare uh, position? On an iShare? No, not really. Not really. Oh, uh, what do you, tech, I, I looked at a lot of charts over the last few days, and I can tell you, so, so many of these companies and sectors, when you look, when you pull in long-term charts, weeklies, monthlies, they're so far ahead of their uh, uh, your, their history of moving averages. You're going to get some type of correction, I believe. Well, you know, I don't know if it, where it was where I read it today, but they were talking about being far above your 200-day moving average. Exactly. And they said for individual sectors or stocks, yes, but they said none of the uh, major indexes are that far above their moving averages, 200 day. And, right? and you have that, time that, corrections that, yeah, too. Yeah. Companies that, within them are. But, but are those yeah, but there. companies yeah. within them, some of them are at unbelievable levels above their 200 day moving averages, you know. And uh, yeah. they are very susceptible to corrections or whatever, you know. Uh, so I would I would agree with that, you know. So I I, I would be, it's tough, you know, because the, the 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 biggest and greatest stocks so far this year are probably way above the 200-day moving average. Does that say that it's all over? At some no, point, but who I mean, knows every, when? You know, everybody and their brothers are on this financial trade. The big banks in 2000. 21. That's all you hear, you know, the, the Bank of America, the city groups. Uh, J.P. Morgan, yeah. Yeah, Mike Mayo was on. He's been he's been talking this stuff for three years now. Now it's finally 
coming hole where they've moved a little bit in the last month or two, but he's been dead wrong for three years. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Well, that's yeah, why you got to diversify, Vic. And, but, you know, I think the financials, the odds of them you know, doing better are very good based on the fact that interest rates are low. Can they stay low? Yeah. But right, once they right. start moving up and, you know, and I like the FANG group, uh, you got to like technology and you got electric vehicles. I mean, the, there's some great values, not only with in just in that sector, but individually within the sector, too. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like I said, you know, last three months, you know what the strongest sectors have been? Retail. Retail, yeah. 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 Second strongest sector. Energy. Semiconductors. And yeah. third strongest energy. Energy. Yeah. yeah. But that's you just know, three months. But if you're yeah, looking but, at a longer yeah. term. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying, but if somebody asked me, which they did, <laughs> and I said, oh, I wouldn't touch energy. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I know. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. You, you take a look at the charts of the Canadian banks over the last three months. And, and I own Bank of Nova, BNS, Bank of Nova Scotia. But you look at uh, uh, Canadian Bank Corps, uh, uh, Bank of Montreal, uh, uh, TD, uh, TD, uh, I mean, TD, TD, uh, those yep. things have had a tremendous run just under, under everybody's, uh, nobody's, nobody talks about them, but the Canadian banks have gone crazy. Yeah, it's amazing, really. I mean, yeah, and that's why, I mean, I wouldn't begin to guess why, all right, uh, but the charts say, yeah. I well, mean, the U.S. You know. banks have done well, too, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but not, in, not compared to the, I mean, Canadian <clears throat> banks have, have outperformed over the last couple of months, the the uh, U.S. banks, mm-hmm. uh, uh, from a per, from a percentage basis. I mean, look at Morgan Stanley, what it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been, they were telling that. And I remember selling puts at forty eight on that. Morgan Stanley. This is this is four three four months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. Okay, guys, great shows. Hey, just busting your chops a little bit. Well, all. you did. I appreciate it. Between, oh, between yeah. you but between you and David, I'm ready to give up. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thanks, Vic. Okay. All right. We're going to go next to Jerry and Alden. Jerry and Alden, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. This question's for Peter because I know David's feeling. I'd like to know what you think of VLO. <clears throat> oh, VLO. Okay, yeah. Victor, Larry. Yeah, Valero, yeah. Oscar. Close yeah. at 56, 57. Yeah. You know, I thought I heard something, too, that the refiners were kind of cutting down production, you know. And I don't know why that was, but because that's why somebody expected gasoline prices to go up. Uh, the charts, ah, I don't know. That's a technical term. Yeah, it's an ah. Uh, it broke down. The good part is that after breaking down, it pulled up. And now it's at an important point. It pulled back to where it broke down, all right? So if it can't get above this 57.58 area, it could be another down leg on it. Okay. And if, and if it gets, you know, it, you know, if you wanted to be really conservative, what did it close at anyway? 56.57. Yeah, 56. Um, it's above the 200-day. That's encouraging, you know, 53. 50 days a little below that at 51. So are you in it or are you looking to buy it? I, I'm in it. Okay. Well, you know, I would say that, you know, this is the kind of I always, my, my normal saying, moment of truth, right? You know, can it, can it get through the breakdown area or is this just a retest of a breakdown before another leg up? 
So I would probably say under 51 you, or maybe fi- maybe at 50, no, yeah, under 51 you should reevaluate it. So okay. see how it acts. You know, at this point, it'll tell you a lot. So, is there a price target? Yeah, it's forty-two. Oh, <laughs> that's because it gave a sell signal that broke. That's why I said you have to get back through this breakout point. You know, and you and you only would get a new buy signal based on this method at sixty-two. Okay. Oh, okay. Next one is VTRS. Uh, Victor, Tom, Richard, Sam. Now, I'm glad you said that because I, I, I read that as BTRS, but, you know, or heard it. Yeah. I mean, do you own this? Yes. Well, um, it's a little bit I got in a spinoff. Oh, you got it as a spinoff. Okay. What kind of company is it anyway? I think it's, well, it's the drug. It's company. in the drug it's, business. Uh, yeah. Commercial line of. Products, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, looking at this, it's come down, you know, a long way. Uh, I'm just looking back to 2018, it looks like, and it was 44. Of course, they may have had some kind of problems, I don't know. But it went down to 13, right? Built the base, went up to, uh, let's see, where'd it go, 19, it looks like? Yeah, around 19. So it's basically been base building, say, say between 14 and 19. But, you know, it's starting to make higher highs again. So, uh, and then if I look at the price objective, it's 24. And there's a lot of resistance at 21 and 22. So uh, I'd be a holder. Okay. And let me just see what a 200-day is at uh, 16. So under 16, you might reevaluate. Okay. Uh, let's see if nobody else is lined up. I got a couple more. We got people lined up, but Pete, we got time. Okay. Right? Yeah, we got a little couple. time. No, we uh, have motor. Ro- I mean, uh, mo. Mo. Tobacco. I, again, David is probably not not pro for this, which I own. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you what's a dividend on this thing? Um, let's see. Iron lung, get an iron lung if you smoke enough. Is that eight point four four percent? But they're diversifying now, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I forgot what what are they into that new rapid burning something or other? I don't know. That, yeah, you know, another. I, yeah. Supposed to be less. Much less. Less invasive. Right. Yeah. Lungs. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, to me, it's basing. You know, uh, the two hundred day moving average is at forty, so it's above that. The fifty day is at forty. So it would be very encouraging if it could hold above 40. Uh, A longer-term investor, you know, would would probably reevaluate at 35, you know. But, you know, under 40, I'd start taking a look at it again in terms of that. But you do have a uh, price objective for what it's worth again of 58. And it was at that level uh, in 2019, so uh, I would be a holder as long as it holds above the levels I was talking about. Oh, okay. Doesn't mean I know anything, but, <laughs> you know. But and the last one is MJ, the marijuana ETF. Yeah, it's 
marijuana stocks have been kind of wacky, to say the least. Yeah, it was, it was up for a while. I owned some. It was up for a while, or had it up for a while. Now it seems to be dropping again. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they still haven't voted on, uh, oh, what am I going to say, legalization federally. I don't think on it. Closer to 1435. Yeah. It depends on the makeup of the Senate. Yeah, I think maybe everybody's kind of sitting back. Um, I mean, if this is just like kind of a speculative play for you, um, I'd probably say if it's a small, you know, a reasonably small position, you don't have a lot in it. No. Yeah, which is good. I I would stay there because you don't know which way this is going to go. I mean, the chart doesn't look great, you know, but, but uh, you know, the 200 days at 13, the 50 days at 13, and it's above both of those right now. Excuse me. So it dropped under 13, you might want to reevaluate it, you know. Uh, but, you know, it is above the 200-day, you know, and it's kind of going back to retest the uh, downtrend line that it broke out of, so it's potentially set up for a move up, but, you know, under 13, re, you know, reevaluate it. Okay, great. Well, thank you guys for hanging well, in with the sure. holidays. Well, appreciate yeah, that. Happy New Year. Year to thank, both of you. Thank, thank you. you for calling. We okay, appreciate bye. that. Take care. Okay, right now, the callers will wait just a minute. We'll take a quick one-minute break. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Dollar Doctors. Every Saturday morning, live from 10 to 11, Willard Saperston and Peter Greco of Saperston Asset Management answer your questions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. The Dollar Doctors are heard live every Saturday morning on ESPN 1520 Buffalo. Their shows are also available 24-7 at saperston.com. Years of previous shows are available there. The Dollar Doctors shows also rebroadcast Saturday night at midnight. If you'd like to have Saperston Asset Management evaluate your portfolio and discuss management services, you can contact Willard or Peter by calling in Buffalo 854-7541 or toll-free 800-879-7541. Again, in Buffalo, 854-7541, toll-free 800-879-7541. Now back to the Dollar Doctors. Well, welcome back to the Dollar Doctor Show, brought to you by Saperston Asset Management, securities offered through Brighton Securities out of Rochester, New York. Member FINRA, SIPC, registered with the MSRB and an RIA. Give us a call, 803-1520, toll-free, 800-879-7541. And we're going to go to... Jack in Lockport. Jack in Lockport. Good Happy morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, you guys. Thank you. And, Thank you. uh Especially to Willard, uh, you know, Pete, you mentioned he probably really doesn't have to have the show, doesn't do him much, but, you know, I, I'm so so glad he does continue with it. It's, it's a great forum for investors, and, uh, you know, I, I know the people who listen to it, uh, and not everyone who listens to it calls, but uh, so many people really appreciate it. So. Well, thank you. We appreciate that from you, believe yeah. me. All right, I uh, want to talk about Nike, uh, which I've done well with, and... I've called, like several others, talking about the, the good ones I've had. But, you know, in the past I've had the uh, Washington Mutuals, um, bank father of Washington State, which went bankrupt. And I have WorldCom. Uh, who, who, put a cable, <laughs> who didn't have WorldCom? Yeah, was going to put a cable across uh, the ocean, and it was going to be the great, great, great thing for uh, communication. And I fell for that one, and Carlos lost my shirt. So, you didn't own Enron, did you? No, no, I, that you, I did not own. How'd you no, miss that? No, yeah. <laughs> so 
so I mean, you know, I've had my duds. Too, oh yeah, but, uh, believe you know, me, I, I have many. I, all you need is an apple or something like that that goes up many times to take care of the exactly. The one, so. Exactly, that's diversification. Right. One goes out, the other one goes up uh, twenty times. Uh, you're okay. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about Nike. Uh, yeah. This morning, actually, I have a couple. Nike. Uh, uh, Nancy uh, can yeah it's uh, okay yeah, I've got I've got it up right. already yeah and uh, I I got it at uh, just under fifty three dollars oh jeez yeah and it's close uh, at one forty one forty seven yeah nice. close it right and this is about the time Pete you would say oh uh, the time to uh, get, get some of your profits you know but uh, instead of doing that I'm actually thinking of, of reinvesting in more um, as a strong digital uh, business, it's uh, uh, it's co- uh, continued product innovation is is, is next to none. Uh, strong leadership, and and I think in investing in more. Uh, their dividends have gone from eighteen dollars when I first got it to uh, about twenty seven fifty now. Although when I got it, I was getting a little over one percent in dividend. Now it's less than eight percent, uh, less than one percent. Uh, in, in relation to the stock, so the dividend's no big deal, but uh, I think there's a, a still room for growth, and I want to uh, hear what you guys think. Well, you know, as we always say, do your own research, and what you just went through right now is a great example of doing your research. You, mm-hmm. cer- you certainly looked into it, which is great. On, on a technical basis, uh, you know, it, it is above the 200-day, you know, which is at 109. It's above the 50-day at 133. Uh, certainly... As a long-term investor, as long as it stayed above 109, okay, uh, it's okay, you know, because it is bullish to be, you know, above the 200-day. And the price objective, for what it's worth, with a grain of salt, uh, based on the charting method, is 170, which is, you know, probably not unreasonable. Okay. Yeah, no, good, uh, obviously good company, and they've uh, done well throughout the whole world, and during the shutdown, they haven't really been hurt during the pandemic. Yeah, that, that, that's one company that really, uh, really hasn't. That they've still done. done and people well. are uh, uh, businessmen uh, are wearing more sneakers. I, I know myself. Um, it's not um, looked down upon as something not being dressy enough. I mean, personally, I've been wearing them for about seven years because I got a bad back, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, it's more widely acceptable. You watch some of the shows on television, you'll see the different sports uh, guys up there, you know, in their suits and they're wearing sneakers. So, um, so that could have something to do with it too. Okay, you're right, right. Um, and then I wear them too uh, for the same reason because of uh, some problems uh, with the back and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the foot a little bit. So uh, I think it's more acceptable, like you said. <laughs> the other one I want is. Uh, <laughs> You to comment on is Construction Partners Inc. and it's actually Road, Ralph, uh, Ozzy, uh, uh, Adline, and uh, Dick. Okay, R O A D. It's a construction company. Uh, you know, you know, it's funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like you said, Road. So I put up R O A D. It could have been R O D E. Okay, no question about that. But a friend of mine owns a restaurant. He takes an order. And then at the end, he says, and what's your name? And the guy says, it's Bob, B-O-B. <laughs> and he gets so mad. <laughs> right. He says, what do they think, I'm dumb? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Anyway>. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Okay. So, um, yeah, they specialize in construction and maintenance of uh, uh, transportation networks uh, in, in the country, in the, uh, whole, uh, in the United States. They have a real good cash flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raymond James uh, put their price target from 2150 to 30 in the middle of December, and already they're at, uh, I think it closed around 29 mm-hmm. And I, I just want to see what you guys think. And, again, uh, I, I'm a long-term investor, so mm-hmm. yep. I'm looking forward for that. No, it looks great. I, well, I don't know well, what they do except construction and that. I don't know if it's an infrastructure play. It may be that, too. Yeah. But, you know, once again, for you know, price target based on the charting method is 35 and a half. So we, 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 we upped it from where they are. Okay. You know? Yeah. But, but you notice these analysts lately, they, well, they'll up it either to a target under where it is or it's weird. Yeah. Know, just well, totally things weird. are moving. Yeah. Uh, faster than they could. They, they have no idea, these analysts, and I'm not blaming them. It's no. just very difficult to figure out the profitability. The companies aren't giving guidance. They're probably not talking to them. They say, hey, we're doing fine without talking to you guys. Forget about it. But, yeah, so, you know, as, as a long term investor, it kind of broke out from the, uh, say, 22 area. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see it stay above that. You know, uh, the 200 days at 19 and a half. So for as a long-term investor, as long as it stays above the 200-day, you know, a long-term investor would stay in. And uh, 50 days at 25, so um, you want to watch any break below that area because then you could go to the 200-day. And it's only because supposedly we've all been taught that a lot of institutional investors do use the 50-day, you know, supposedly, I say. I, I don't know if there's any definite proof out there, but... But, you know, so, so watch, watch that 25 area, you know. But as long as you're above the 200-day, a uh, long-term investor would stay there. Okay, good. Thanks. Okay. Uh-huh. Good day, guys. All right. Take have care. a good weekend. Thank you Thanks, following. Jack. Happy New Year. You too. Okay. Now. Right now, we're going to go to Phil in Williamsville. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year, guys. Happy Thank New you. Year you, you too. too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to check in on Gevo. Uh, G-E-V-O. Yeah, I was in that many years ago. Another one I gave up on. <laughs> <laughs> could, could be time, though. Could be. Boy, I'll tell you, this thing, you know, it has its periodic run-ups over the years. That's usually when you get real excited, you know, and then they dump it on you, you know. But uh, Close at four and a quarter. Yeah, I know. It was up to 24 in 18 and went straight down to, what, about a half a dollar, maybe less. And now all of a sudden it's on the move again. And where it may be picking up the steam is just for the, you know, the, um, that whole sector, you know, clean yeah. energy, yeah. that type of thing. And if I remember, right. don't, don't they develop uh, fuel for the airlines, possible right. fuel? Okay. Yeah. yeah, totally uh, non-fossil fuel. Exactly. And I thought they've had a, a, some tests over the years which were successful, you know, uh, so that's about the little I remember about it. But the chart that looks pretty good, to tell you the truth. And, uh, you know, even though the price objective is only five and a quarter on it, you know, uh, it, it's breaking out again. And I think if it, you know, if it got to, say, five and a half, your next objective would be in the eight area. You know, so okay. looks very interesting. And 200-day, uh, boy, back at one. 50-day <laughs> back at one. Forget that one. So I would only reevaluate maybe if it dropped to three and three quarters, you know. Okay. Yeah, supposedly they uh, say United has a, f- 
a plane that is using their... Uh... Yeah, I've, I've read that over the years. You know, first, I forgot who the other airline was, and I don't know if it was cost-effective or whatever it was, you know. And it may be, again, I don't know, uh, you know, in terms of what jet fuel's priced at and what this is priced at, but whatever, you know. Uh, but well, it, it looks interesting, you know. They just did an offering. Uh, oh, okay. They got money now to uh, close on like four, I think it's four uh, parcels of land where they're going to build uh, uh, plants to right. produce yeah. the, the fuel. Well, t- uh, there was something I was going to ask you about this. Well, go ahead. Uh, and they got a $1.2 billion backlog, oh. supposedly. Uh, yeah, what, what, what price was the offering? Oh, boy. Uh, it was three-something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it might have been 350 yeah, The only thing I asked that is that if a stock, and it looks like it did, it stayed above the offering price hmm. that for the whole time, that's bullish. Right. You know, right. So. That's, that's what people are saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, now I'm afraid. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> But yeah, that's always well, one clue I look for. You know, when the, when the stock can't fall down below what they're offering to sell it at, uh, that that's encouraging. So, right, I think generally the time might be coming for all these uh, old renewable energy. Yeah, they're all coming back. I mean, you see the yeah. fuel cells and the uh, plugs and uh, right, just uh, stuff you used to laugh at years ago. You know, so yeah, yep. Who, so yeah, but, who laughs laughs last right yep <laughs> we're, uh, full, we're full of maxims today <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of fuel no cell um i you know i i uh i go on investors hub and some of the other sites mm-hmm. there's this one guy who is adamant that it's topped and he says it's going back to seven you know he uses all these Williams yeah. indicators and right, sure. and the RSI and all that. Yeah, yeah, I see where he's coming from. Okay. $7? Well, it did come back to the seven-something range recently, you know, maybe eight, wherever it was, you know. Uh, when, let's right. see. Yeah, because I remember, it, where the heck is that anyway? But anyway, it did come it's back. It's actually six it, bucks. I'm trying to get in on the. Yeah, data. I forgot where it came back to because I remember, you know, uh, one of our calls. Well, they did an offering. It was in November. They did an offering. Yeah. yeah. At six fifty, about a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it did drop. Right, and it dropped. Now, now it went all. You know, then it then it went up to thirteen and a half. Came back to ten and a half. Now it's starting right. to turn back up. Yeah. Eleven seventeen on the close. F-C-E-L, that we're talking about. Yeah, it's another one. Yep. You know, the 200-day moving average is back at three. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> yeah. What's the... Uh, the well, I hate, to, I hate to tell you what the price objective is. I almost started laughing. I did laugh. 26. 26. 26 now. Yeah. <laughs> well, some analysts have raised their price targets. Too. Yeah. Well, you know... It's not that far-fetched in the sense mm. that uh, back in 2018, that's where it came down from. came down from 25 to almost nothing, right. you know, 25 cents or less, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, they were on the verge. Oh, they were about they were... Yeah, going out. So very interesting. I mean, it's a right area. You know, Everybody's big on this clean energy now. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right, well, well, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to uh, 
even better year than 2020. Well, let's, All right. Let's hope it is the Roaring Twenties again. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, there's a good chance of it. But yep. we'll, 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 see. we'll see. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Have a good weekend. Thanks for you calling. Too. Okay. So what's in the chat box there? So it's got somebody who's looking to add to his IRA portfolio or her IRA mm-hmm. portfolios. Uh, there are a couple ITFs, S&P ITFs, IVV, which closed at $375. I remember that's the is, – is that – yeah, iShares. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely – And the not SPY. Definitely, yeah. But, yeah, but, but, yeah. I mean, without even looking at the chart, we know where it's gone, Right. right? But, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good, diversified way to play. Right. You know? So no problem with that at all. All right. Uh, next one. Somebody's looking at Mondelez. Close at 58.47. MDLZ, huh? 58.47. Well, this is it. This is the moment. This is it. This is the f- fourth time up. In the 59 area. And so what do you say? What does it say? The uh, oracles say the fourth time is a charm. Yeah, I think it's either the, yeah, it's either the third or fourth. Was that written in the walls in Greece? You're close. Yeah, another maximum. Yeah, that that was the last one. (laughs) Somebody put that in as an afterthought on the wall. (laughs) There's a camp. Somebody took a chisel to it. Yeah. So if if it hits 60, okay, uh, it'd be... A buy, right? And two hundred days at fifty-four. So I would say, and a a reevaluation points either fifty-two or fifty-four. Yeah, I I think yeah, you could wait for it to to hit sixty. Or if you've done your research, looked into it, uh, you might buy a little. You know, because it's what fifty-eight right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And, 5847. Uh, yeah, and then add to it if it, if it hits 60. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to call you Karnak from now on. <laughs> somebody is a 69-year-old person, retiree. What wants to know our opinion of taking some money off the table from huge gains in ETFs in their IRA? I already took some of my profits. Wanted to see uh, what your opinion is. Love your show. Oh, boy. Well, that's it. I'm just so... Loving, loving. Loved. Well, I think it's no, taking I, profits. I, I, but, I think you, know. you have to do what you feel comfortable with. You know, right. you never know what the future brings. Believe me, even though he just called me Karnak, you know. But, but I don't know. It was based on that, you and, don't. Know and if I've got gigantic about. profits, okay, uh, I would be taking some profits. And you can always, after some dust settles, or you may want right. to be be in those value areas that might start picking up finally. I'm after, sick of hearing about after value. ten years or whatever. Forget about it. But it's possible, you know. In but other words, you may want to reduce. You, I don't, we yeah. don't know if it's eighty percent stock, twenty percent. Right. Right. But, but I, would I probably have no problem have with more reducing than 10 or 12%. it. If, if you're asking that question, means you probably should reduce a little bit more. Okay, and uh, don't worry about you know. Uh, people what am say, I going to buy? What instead? am I going to buy? And right. God, you know, forget that, you know. And uh, but then you get a chance to s- sit with some cash and pr- have perspective. And and there could m- be a pullback. There yeah. probably will be some type of pullback, and you have yeah. some powder dry to right. And, increase. And, and maybe you'll you'll find some interesting, less volatile plays that you might want to get into. So yeah, yeah. I, w- I would probably say take some more. All right. Somebody wants to know about MGM. Closed at thirty-one fifty-one. I like it. 
I think people are doing yeah, more it's, and more it's, it's, more of the sports book than the tra- than the traveling. Yeah, it's it's an end of COVID or play. It's been very strong. Uh, I think they have online sports betting, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And that's important. And uh, so they're looking to buy it or what? Uh, didn't say. Uh, I'll be with you in a minute. Well, I think anyway, they own it. Uh, they own it. Okay. Looking to start? Nope. Looking to start a position, Pete. Yeah. And you know, it, it just broke out. Potential price objective for what it's worth is forty-two and a half. Uh, it has to get through the old high at thirty-four, from which it collapsed with everything else at that point. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I think if you looked into it, look look into it a little bit more, you'll see they are in some interesting areas. And as long as you can be a longer-term investor, as long as it stays above twenty, that's good. And ideally. I would like to see it hold above, say, 25, 26. So uh, you might put some in and then wait a little. It's up to you in terms of your risk tolerance and so sure. forth. Yep. Yeah, it's a little hard for us not knowing exactly people's right, you total can. portfolios. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, and you never put a lot of money into any one thing, no matter how sure you think you are, because there is no surety, believe me. It is. And uh, so, you know, as, as David said, you know, to the – other person in the chat box, keep a little powder dry, which we always say. Um, you'll start hearing about the first five days of January and how that goes and how January goes. And uh, you know, the first so, five days right. will determine how the year goes. Supposedly, right. right. So anyway, till it doesn't. Till next week. Take care. Have a good weekend. Happy New Year. You've been listening to The Dollar Doctor Show. Every Saturday morning at 10, Withered Saperston and Peter Greco answer your questions about stocks, bonds, mutual funds, retirement issues, and the economy in general. The Dollar Doctor Show is brought to you by Saperston Asset Management. Discussion of specific securities should not be construed as recommendations to buy or sell, either by Saperston Asset Management or AM 1520 WWKB. The Dollar Doctor Show is rebroadcast on Saturday night at midnight. You're invited to join us again then or next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1520 WWKB.